Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to invite you to join us at our next workshop coming up April 13th through the 15th in Pennsylvania in the beautiful Poconos along the Delaware River. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. You're listening to Pure Sex Radio, training men, educating women. Brought to you by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us on the web at puresexradio.com. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you with us, and we're excited to have David and Lynn Thomason back with us. So thank you guys for joining us again, because I know that there are a lot of listeners out there that are just chomping at the bit to hear the rest of the story, because we sort of left them hanging last time. But thanks for being with us again. You know, it's really great to be back. Thanks a lot, Jonathan. Yeah, and so listeners, I want to let you know um, how you can con- connect with us uh, because we've got some ways that you can contact us. You can do it, certainly do it through our website at puresexradio.com, but you can also contact us through Twitter at puresexradio and follow us there. Um, also, I want to encourage you, there's about nine or ten different distributors that um, get our podcast out there. Certainly, if you got iTunes or any of those kinds of deals, um, it's a great way to make sure that you get the podcast every single week is just subscribe through one of those distributors. And you can get more information about that at puresexradio.com. Well, Dave and Lynn, I want to jump right in because, man, we ran out of time last time. And where we left it was, David, you were in Brazil Lynn, you'd had this in, these incredible, difficult prayers with God where he was wrestling through you in terms of dealing with issues of, of confession, even to David. And, and really, I think what I heard last time, Lynn, was God had gotten you to a place of, of really embracing the difference between that conditional forgiveness that you had spoken about and really a true kind of uh, brokenness in your heart and an actual forgiveness. And then, David, you were kind of at this moment where you're at a real crossroads of— you had you had fled to Brazil and set up a home there and had a person that you were connected to there and and take us from there in terms of how your relationship was restored how this all came back together so yeah lynn called and i and said i'm sorry and you know we had a lot of conversations on the phone but most of them were would turn hostile after a short period of time. And this one was really different. And uh, I probably could have told you a lot about those other phone calls. This one, I could tell you, only thing I remember is that she apologized and that it was real and that there was something different about her. Mm. And I hit my knees and said, oh my God, what have I done? 
how could I possibly have done this to my family? This is, this is now my second affair and I'm away from home. I'm, I'm 5,000 miles away from home, away from my wife, my children, my grandchild. Uh, I was, I just was so broken all of a sudden. And I said, God, what do I do? How do I fix this? And, you know, over the next three weeks, I guess, waiting for the plane, uh, I, st I went to church a couple of times. I, I really thought I was going to try and get my life right with God, but I was still living in sin. So I wasn't, I wasn't getting there. There was a, a, a giant barrier between me and the Lord. And I, I just felt like, so, you know, I needed to make things right. So anyway, I came home really with the intention still of signing the divorce papers and going home and going back to Brazil, excuse me. And, um, I got here and Lynn met me at the airport. And of all the years that I traveled, there were, there were few times when she would actually pick me up at the airport. Most of the time I would leave my car and I would drive myself back and forth to the airport or something like that. But this time she met me at the airport and she looked different. Uh, she was, she had a radiance about her that I, I just can't describe other than she looked a lot like um, the women who are waiting for their soldiers to come home from overseas who have been in combat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been in the airports a lot. And so I've seen a lot of times where couples are waiting for people are waiting for their soldiers to come home. And that's just a, an, an amazing experience. And that's how I felt. That's what I felt like she was looking forward to seeing me that much. And I thought, wow, this is just really different. Something, something has changed. And, uh, and sure enough, it only took a short period of time and I decided, you know what, I'm going to stay here for a while and see if we can't work it out. So how did that work, Lynn? In terms, I mean, you guys had papers ready to sign. I mean, that's, that's pretty much kind of 11th hour stuff going on. So, so what was this like these days after David got home? Well, the first day he got home, we I picked him up at the airport and we went for lunch and he told me immediately about uh, his what had gone on with the pornography. Um, I didn't know anything about that, but he, it's like he was still trying to scare me away and he just said, I, I have a pornography addiction. I It's gone on for more than 10 years. And what I remember feeling at that point was, oh, a lot of things make sense now. Mm. There was a barrier there that I didn't understand, but it was there. Um, I, at that point, was just really relying on the Lord. I didn't know whether David was going to stay or not, but I knew that the Lord wanted me to just be still and give David time to see what he was going to decide to do. Um, I wasn't at all sure what that was going to look like. And I was very frightened, but the Lord said, just be still and continue to pray for him. Mm. And David came back and he got a uh, apartment uh, that he lived in for two months. Mm -hmm. And it was about the end of that two months that we were invited to attend Marriage Restored. And so so I, I'm sorry to interrupt. One of the things that comes to my mind, Lynn, when you're saying that is, you know, you'd mentioned before that David just seemed to carry a lot of anger that there just seemed to be so much anger. And the proverb that comes to my mind is the proverb that says, a gentle word turns away wrath. And I think, David, you and I could be wrong, but it seems like what you were seeing in Lynn was this change where there was a, a gentleness, a, a, a willingness to even, like Lynn, you said, be still and wait. 
And whereas maybe before it was like y'all could get like cats and dogs and just anger and emotion and everything could take over. So how was that for you, David, in terms of kind of disarming your anger when you see your wife in a completely different disposition towards you? You know, I, I had expected when I told her that I was leaving that she was going to be uh, relieved. And she never was. It, it was devastating to her. And, and that confused the heck out of me because we had been so unhappy when we were together and and even as far as i was concerned even more unhappy when we were on the when i was on the road but when when i came home and all of a sudden now like you said she was so much gentler and she was so much um more at peace with where she stood with god that it it was a lot easier to communicate and all of a sudden she wanted to hear how i felt she wanted to know why I felt like pornography had, you know, had taken a hold of me, um, or why I had taken a hold of pornography. Um, she wanted to know about things that she would not at all be interested in talking about before. And then this whole idea of marriage restored came up and it was like, do you want to go to this thing? Well, I don't know. Do you want to (laughs) go? And, and we had, we had two different people tell us that we should go to a marriage restored weekend. And one of them had had some very serious problems in their marriage and had gone and said, man, it really just revolutionized their marriage. And they, they wanted to wanted us to go badly. So I'm curious about that. Uh, so, so obviously you guys got information about Marriage Restored and you're thinking about doing that. What was what were those conversations like? Because obviously God had been doing some things sort of individually in each of you. But then for all of that to kind of converge at this particular weekend— you know, what was it like leading up to that, uh, coming to a place where you both agree to do something this significant together for your marriage? You know, it was hard, but we knew we couldn't stay the way we were. Um, David's, David had agreed to break off the relationship with, the, well, it was a requirement that David break off the relationship with the person in Brazil and agreed to stay for some period of time until we could give our marriage a chance. We felt like 25 years in, we needed to be sure that we had done everything we could mm-hmm. to try and work it out. And, and I had tried marriage counseling, but Lynn wasn't willing to go earlier uh, on. And to be honest with you, I didn't choose the right counselor. And so, well, and maybe I wasn't willing to listen to really what the counselor had to say. That's probably a big part of it as well. But because we weren't doing it together, it wasn't worth it. And so when we looked at this marriage restored thing, and we were very cautious, you know, we really don't, this looks like a group thing and I don't want to share my mm-hmm. stuff with other people. That's certainly not, not part of. I, I told, process. I told David, if it was some kind of kumbaya weekend, I was out of there. <laughs> we were not staying. It was, <laughs> I was not prepared to have somebody pat me on the back and tell me, Oh, it's going to be just fine. You just, I was like, no, marriage is really hard and it's been hard. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. so then tell us what was the weekend like for you? Because obviously it was transformational and even now you guys are serving in that ministry. So take us through that whole journey. Okay. So, um, we actually had to drive four and a half hours. We had to drive up to Dallas for our weekend, but we didn't have it in San Antonio at the time. And so, uh, all the way up there, we talked about under what conditions we would walk out early and leave the weekend early. Um, and, uh, 
you know, like Lynn said, we didn't want any Valentine's Day roses and petals and kumbaya moments or, you know, that that was not going to work for us at all. And we got there and what we found was that it was a very, very safe place, that it was a very private weekend, uh, even though the presentations were um, uh, in a group setting. There wasn't a responsibility for nobody had to or actually nobody is allowed to share during the weekend why it is that they're there. And so we really felt with the group, with the group, yeah, I mean, right? With yeah. the group. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All of the conversation that they wanted us to have occurred in the privacy of our own hotel room. Mm. So we were answering the questions and doing the assignments and then going back to our hotel room to have the discussions about what was personal to us. So that made it much more safe. So I have a question because, you know, uh, and obviously since you're on the other side of this now and doing ministry to other couples, and, and I can say this too, having been in this kind of ministry for many years, is that, you know, we understand that you can only really provide help for those who are willing to receive it. Mm-hmm. So what was it like for you guys that weekend to get to a place? Because obviously as you're driving up, you're going, okay, these are our conditions for how when we're going to walk out, you know? Right. So in some way there was like a... I don't want to say a reluctance, but at least a fear, an apprehension there. What was it in that weekend that got you to go all in? I would say it was the discussion right from the beginning. The presenters made it very clear that we were going to be examining feelings. And one of the first concepts they cover is that feelings are neither right nor wrong. And so you shouldn't argue with one another's feelings. So they set some ground rules right then that we should be able to talk about difficult situations. And the communication technique was all about being able to share those effectively without destroying one another in the process. Mm -hmm. And so we had an almost immediate breakthrough. We did because, you know, Friday night is, uh, of the weekend is a lot about the, um, the nuts and bolts of the weekend, how we're, how we are going to do this, how, uh, how the weekend is going to progress as well as kind of an introduction into the feelings part of it, if you will, it's, 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 it's fairly light. And then all of a sudden Saturday morning, uh, we jump into talking about our own feelings and, and our, you know, kind of some self introspection kinds of things that really make us look hard at why things have happened the way that they have. And, and, it, and it moves very, very quickly. And by, and by Saturday morning, I've, we both recognized that the people that were presenting had walked in our shoes. Mm. And that was huge. That they, the things that they were sharing were feelings that we, difficult feelings that we had had. And they were showing us how they got beyond that. Their marriages were obviously healthy and, and it began to be something that we wanted for ourselves. And you're actually stating, Lynn, exactly why one of our core values in our ministry is story, because there's such a powerful um, ministry component to empathy. If there is a sense of connection that somebody else can can actually understand what you're feeling, not just assent to it intellectually or have some kind of book knowledge of, yeah, that's probably what you were feeling, but actually go, oh, I know what the dark night of the soul feels like. I know what, you know, crying at 3 a.m. feels like. I know what it is to wrestle with God about things you don't want to do. You know, <laughs> it's so powerful for moving people forward. And so uh, obviously that had a profound impact on you guys. But I'm curious to know then how did the weekend end and then what happened from that point? Because we all know that 
weekends and events can be incredibly powerful, but we still have to live our lives every day. And so what happened at the end of the event and then kind of moving forward? So at the very end of the weekend, um, we turned to each other and we basically said, wow, what do you think? And that was great, right? Yes. I think I need to be involved in this. What do you think? Yes. We felt like we had found our people group mm-hmm. for us. It was These were people that we could identify with. And it had been a very lonely couple of, uh, a very lonely year as it felt a little isolated that not most of the people in our circle had never been through something quite like what we were going through. And it was very comforting to have people that we could reach out to who understood. And we felt very strongly that we needed to become involved in something like this. So we made sure that we did the homework and that we followed the disciplines of the weekend after the weekend Mm -hmm. uh, to continue to grow healthy. As we walked out, we said, you know, we really need to be involved in this and really felt like it was a Revelations 12, 11 moment, you know, that uh, they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And here these folks that had just presented to us for the whole weekend had showed us, had shared their testimony. We really felt like we had had such a breakthrough that we needed to share our testimony. And, and so that immediately I called the national office for marriage restored, uh, after the weekend was over and said, how can we get involved? And they said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You've got to wait. You know, you've just, you're still, you know, in your crisis period and we want you to wait three years before you can uh, be presenters. And I said, I didn't say anything about being presenters. We just want to help. Mm-hmm. Can we come and pray? Can we can we be behind the scenes? Can we help move chairs and do those kinds of things? And that's so, how we got involved initially. So we found a purpose, something that we shared together. That was probably key. We found we made the goal of getting our marriage healthy a goal. That Absolutely. became our primary goal, and everything was on the table. So to ask what life looked like afterwards, nothing like what it looked like before. Job, my job changed. Your job changed, mm-hmm. where we live changed. We sold our house. Um, mm-hmm. We made a lot of changes um, over the next three years. Now, how long ago was this that that occurred, uh, the Marriage Restored Weekend? That would have been April of 2010. Okay. So that's been eight years ago. And, um, and now you guys are presenters at the Marriage Restored Weekend. So, so um, take us through kind of that process because, you know— even our listeners can go, okay, we had, we had all of last um, episode on the radio program kind of unpacking this 25-year journey of brokenness and all this. And now it feels like, wait a second, uh, did a, flip, a switch just get flipped? And, and now all of a sudden, <laughs> so kind of, because I think some, some listeners that might have a, a history of being sort of feeling jaded towards even Christianity, because they're like, oh, yeah, that's people that talk about my life sucked, I met Jesus, and everything's great now, and not necessarily understand the process of transformation. And so maybe help our listeners unpack a little bit of what that journey looked like going from specifically that weekend that was so impactful for you to now where you are presenting, and and paint a picture that you know, lets people know you're real people. This wasn't <laughs> some kind of magical moment or something. It, it took a lot of work. Uh, we came home and we put our house on the market because David had never really lived in that home. Mm-hmm. That was the home that I had while he was traveling. And so we got a small apartment 
and we completely downsized and we spent two years living in an apartment that was about the size we had when we were first married. And we made no secret that we were rebuilding our lives. So we were starting over. But I think one of the things that changed and helped us to get to where we are today, because you're right, it wasn't like we just flipped a switch and all of a sudden we're healed, was that we continued to use the things that we learned on the weekend. Um, They had taught us a a set of communication skills that that really work. uh, Still work. And still work. And we still use to this day. Uh, We will have a conversation and all of a sudden things will start to get a little bit uh, animated and we'll stop and say, wait a minute, let's put our skills that we learned on our weekend to use here. Let me erase uh, those last words that I said and restart and let me finish my thought. And, and we go through all of these different techniques that we learned for the, on the weekend. And we've been able to communicate so much better that now we feel like we're on the same page. But that's, and, been, that's been over several years of really training to do that. I mean, we made that a goal. It came out of the weekend knowing we had so far to go. And, you know, how do you uh, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Right, exactly. We took on, you know, one one for a long period. We dealt about our 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 separate finances and we stayed in. We dealt about uh, what did we talk? We dealt we dealt with my pornography addiction and we took each one of these little things you know and talked about it for sometimes weeks and got whatever help we needed to get through mm-hmm. it yep we did have a a, a marriage counselor uh, after our marriage restored weekend to help us through some of those processes uh to help us you know continue to improve some of the things that were going on in our our minds and, and help us to uh, think about things more clearly um so there was a lot of that help too yeah, that's that's wonderful. Help our listeners understand a little bit uh, even more of the picture of restoration, because you know, obviously, in your story, there is the the two of you in terms of of restoration. But but you know, you have a family, you have a church home, these kind of things. What did restoration look like beyond <laughs> just the two of you? Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's amazing. Because when I left. Uh, and went to Brazil, one of the things that drove me absolutely berserk is that my children wouldn't talk to me. Our two daughters wouldn't wouldn't respond to an email. They wouldn't take a phone call. They would not talk to me until we met face-to-face. And today what that looks like is I have an amazing relationship with both of my daughters. Um, we both do. Uh, we get to see them all the time. They live in San Antonio and Dallas, and we get to see our grandkids. In fact, we were just there day before yesterday, and have absolutely, you know, our, our relationships have just blossomed uh, under the... Um, I think one of the biggest things that helped our relationships heal is once I made the decision that I was going to fight for my marriage, I didn't allow anybody else to speak, to speak harshly about David. Mm-hmm. In other words, I set the atmosphere as to... You know, David came home and there were a lot of, there'd been a lot of discussion about what he was doing and, and where he'd been and I, and where he was going, where he was going, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, the, I set the atmosphere and that the words that I would speak would set the tone. And I didn't allow anybody to say negative things. I spoke about David as the man God had given to me 
And I didn't allow or entertain anybody else to, t to speak about him any differently. And there were relationships that we had to end because of that. Mm -hmm. I had determined where the Lord wanted us, where wanted me to go, and we just didn't deter from that. Well, you know what I hear that's so so powerful about what you're saying, Lynn, is you know I immediately think of Ephesians chapter five, where we're given such clear instruction about you know what a how a wife is to engage her husband, and then how a husband is to engage his wife. And what I hear in you is you lived out what it is to respect your husband, which is a very difficult thing when you've been hurt so deeply. But that's a powerful, restorative, redemptive thing. And David, it also sounds to me like one of the things that came out of, of that weekend for you is you started to learn how to love your wife. You oh, know? absolutely. You know, to me, before our weekend, you know, love was a feeling that, you know, one day I'd love her and the next day I wouldn't. And, and it was all dependent upon our circumstances and what was going on in our lives and how she treated me will determine if I loved her or not. And one of the great lessons of, of Marriage Restored is that love isn't just a feeling, it's a decision. Mm -hmm. I get to choose every single day to love Lynn. It doesn't matter whether I'm sick, whether I'm hangry, whether I'm uh, unhappy. I get, to, I get to love her and I get to show her that I love her every single day. So talking a little bit about, more about Marriage Restored, um, as there are couples that are out there listening and, and watching this, I mean, who is the the couple that this weekend is really for? Like if you can kind of give, hey, this this is this is the couple that would benefit the most from a marriage restored weekend, what couple would that be? I would say it's a couple who is currently in a crisis. They're in a situation that just seems overwhelming uh, or who has recently been in a crisis not and they're still recently. trying to, or, or has been in a crisis, not even recently, and is still trying to work their way out of it. The crisis doesn't have to have been just this week or last week or month, it can have been any time and they still feel like they're fighting their way out of that hole, out of that crisis. We can, we think that's a great, that marriage restore to be a great weekend for those kinds of couples. And, and, and if I understand, so, so, you know, a lot of people, I want to make it very clear because obviously our ministry, Be Broken Ministries is very focused on, you know, sexual issues. Uh, but Marriage Restored is not just for, like, infidelity or some kind of sexual crisis. It can be for anything, right? I mean, it's not just relegated to a sexual brokenness issue. Absolutely. There's, you know, any kind of issue uh, is is open game in, in a Marriage Restored weekend. We have folks that come that are suffering with drug addictions, with infidelity. PTSD. Uh, PTSD. Uh, um, and, and some of them don't have any of those things. They just have forgotten how to communicate and they've gone their own way. We've had lots of couples that say, no, we don't have any of those issues, but we are not on the same page. We're not thriving as a couple. We feel like giving up and you need to be at a marriage restored weekend. But I, I guess I also want to make the distinction because, um, this is not an enrichment weekend. This is about restoration, right? Because there's a whole nother ministry arm of the people that you deal with that deals with the enrichment side. Can you share briefly about what that is for? Because, I mean, we, we certainly have couples that are part of our audience that are healthy, but right. what if they want enrichment? Can you share about that? We have a, our, our sister, our really mother program is Assemblies of God Marriage Encounter. And the format of the weekend is exactly the same. Um, again, dealing with a communication technique, specializing in feelings. Um, and they also hold weekend events. 
Um, the difference is the material being presented on the marriage restored side is obviously grittier and it's uh, dealing more with the issues of couples in crisis. Marriage Encounter is going to be dealing with issues that healthy couples are, enrichment issues are, uh, are striving for to make a, a good marriage even better. Mm-hmm. Well, David and Lynn, I thank you so much for being with us. I want to I want you to share with our listeners when some upcoming um, Marriage Restored weekends are occurring and then how they can get more information to register for those weekends. Okay, okay so the next Marriage Restored weekends are Saturday, April 6th through 8th, in, excuse me, are in San Antonio, April 6th through the 8th, uh, and also uh, in Dallas, June 8th through the 10th. So those are the next Marriage Restored weekends. You can get in Texas. In Texas, we have weekends nationwide, um, and you can get the full list of weekends at um, www.marriagerestored.com. Okay. We also have a one eight hundred number that folks can call. That's eight seven seven eight four four two two six two. Okay. And uh, can you give that number one more time? Sure. It's eight seven seven eight four four two two six two. Great. So listeners, we're going to post that to our website as well so that you can have that information. Highly recommend Marriage Restored for any couples out there that are just, they've got any crisis. It doesn't even have to be a sexual brokenness issue. You're feeling stuck for in some way in your marriage because of something that you just can't seem to get past. This weekend would be a great uh, weekend to go to. And the ones in Texas, just so our listeners know, you guys present at those, right? That's correct. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to meet David and Lynn, and and I mean, I think their story is incredibly inspiring, and uh, you would benefit greatly from going to one of these weekends that they will be hosting. So thanks again, David and Lynn, for being with us. Oh, thank, thank you. you so much, Jonathan. And listeners, we're always glad that you're with us, and we look forward to having you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.